I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is the Tips for Travellers podcast. Tips for Travellers is the global travel destination podcast focused on tips, advice, and inspiration for time-pressed travellers. Travellers for whom time is precious, and so they want to and need to get the most out of every trip. Visit www.tipsfortravellers.com to sign up for the newsletter, follow me on Twitter, and join the Facebook page. Hi, and welcome to this edition of the Tips for Travellers podcast. This is actually podcast number 70 in the series so far. And on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about tips for cruising to the fjords in Norway. And actually, probably the main tip is going to be do it if you get a chance. So I probably should put that as one of the tips. It's not one of the tips, but it will be one of the tips. Just to let you know that you can find out more about what I'm going to cover on this podcast on the blog at www.tipsfortravellers.com. And Travellers is spelt with two L's, the UK way of, of, uh, of uh, spelling. And if you type with one L, you'll get to a very different site. So the reason I'm recording this is I'm just recently back from the most amazing experience, which was seven night's cruise on Cunard's Queen Elizabeth to Norway and the fjords and I was really blown away by it and I'm going to do a series of podcasts on it today I'm going to focus on just some of the fundamental tips that you need to think about with cruising to the fjords or to Norway and then in future podcasts which will follow this I'm going to do some deep dives into some of the specific places in Norway because they're, they're worth spending some, some time on. On the blog, I will have very detailed coverage of the cruise, lots of more advice, tips, videos, and all that kind of stuff. Don't forget, uh, actually, on the video podcast, Tips for Travelers video podcast, which you can find by searching on iTunes or uh, your favorite podcast directory, I also will be uh, posting a whole series of video podcasts uh, if you don't like video podcasts, you prefer to watch them on YouTube, again, just search for Tips for Travellers. Basically, just search anything for Tips for Travellers and you'll find it. So let me talk a little bit about uh, uh, cruising and cruising to the fjords and some of the things that I learned, particularly for those of you who are looking to you know, do it right and uh, don't have a lot of time to invest researching it. L let me talk a little bit about Norway, first of all, and just get a sense of it, because Norway is probably not one of the best-known countries in the world, although unfortunately in 2011 it hit the headlines when Anders Berek, I think that's how you pronounce his name, if you remember, massacred 77 people, injured 96 people on a island, a lot of them young people. And uh, so, so that kind of got Norway into the headlines. But Norway is normally mostly not in the headlines. And if you do ever read about Norway, it's about the beauty of Norway. And that's really what Norway is, is about. So Norway is right up kind of northern Europe, for those of you trying to figure out where it is, if you don't picture it in your, in your mind. And it's kind of attached to Sweden. So you've got Norway on the one side, you then have Sweden, Finland above it, and Denmark, which is connected. And together they're kind of known as uh, Scandinavia. So that's uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark and Finland and those of you who live in Europe will know that if you have the Eurovision Song Contest they all kind of vote for each other they're, they're very close uh, as a series of nations and in fact they used to at various times be allied so for example 
Denmark and Norway many, 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 many years ago were in a union. And then Sweden and Norway were in a union that actually ended in 1905 when, when Norway became independent again and re-established a constitutional monarchy, which they actually kind of actually imported, <laughs> if you like. So, so that's the history. They're very close to each other, but they are fiercely independent as, as nations. Norway is also quite well known if you think about Vikings. Uh, so it's a very seafaring nation. It has a very long history of seafaring, right back to the Vikings, which kind of went out and plundered and, and explored. But also right through their history, they've had a very large merchant navy. And in fact, in the First World War, although Norway is uh, neutral and was neutral, a large part of their uh, merchant ship fleet was used by the United Kingdom in the First World War. In the Second World War, Norway again wanted to be neutral because that's the kind of politically how it is. However, Germany actually invaded Norway through Stvanger, which I'll talk about a little bit later, in 1940 and, and overran the country. And there was a lot of resistance to it, uh, but, but it was uh, started the war neutral and was occupied. What's also interesting about Norway is Norway was one of the original founders of the European European Free Trade Association, or area, should I say. Uh, I think it was called the EFA. However, Norway is not a member of the European Union, and that often surprises people. Most of the other Scandinavian countries are, but Norway is not a member of the EU. And they have their own currency, which is the krona, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So Norway is very interesting because Norway is uh, quite a liberal country, but it's also a, a country which is very, very fiercely uh, independent. It's very fiercely proud of its nation. And it's also very, very, very strict environmentally. They have a very uh, strict policy on environment. And actually, if you talk to cruise ship, uh, people on the cruise ships, when they do cruise to Norway, they do have to be even stricter with with what they do. So, for example, Norway today, as of recording this, is the only country in Europe which will charge a tax on how much kind of smog or smoke and muck uh, cruise lines pump into the air. So when cruise lines visit Norway, they will often use an even better grade of fuel. They'll be extremely conscious about what they're pumping into the air. And part of the reason is because uh, you know, the ships go right down deep into the fjords, which, as we'll see a little bit later, can be up to 100 miles inland. And pumping out kind of stuff into the environment, the trees there, which are very thick and, and densely covered the countryside, absorb all that. So, so Norway, Norway just generally, their whole way of living is, is very environmental, very healthy. They're very outdoors people, you know, even though it doesn't have the greatest weather in the world because it's so far north. The people are very outgoing very outdoorsy, very into sports, very into walking, climbing. It's a very, very kind of healthy nation, uh, both attitudinally. So fiercely independent, very healthy, very environmental, and, and a very calm nation in, in many ways, partly because it's, there's so much, there's, there's not that many people, and there's huge, huge expanses of, of, of basically mountains and fjords and hillside and countryside. Uh, so, so it's a very kind of calm, calm uh, and just incredibly beautiful, beautiful nation. It's also very interesting, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, Norway is very much about the sea and seafaring, and, and up until the discovery of oil, 
uh, as close as 200 miles off, off land. That was really its, its main business. With the discovery of oil in the North Sea and the huge oil reserves, oil has become incredibly important to, to Norway and it's actually helped pay off a lot of their debts, etc. Um, and I guess what they're looking for now is, is what they will do next once oil uh, and gas eventually, eventually runs out. But oil has become very, very important. But again, it's about uh, being very environmental uh, about the whole thing. And I'll talk a little bit later, actually, about how weird it is when you're sailing through the North Sea and, and, and coming across all these um, oil rigs dotted across, across uh, your pathway, uh, as it were. So that's a little bit about, just a little bit of background uh, to Norway. The capital of Norway in case you didn't know, is Oslo. Bergen is the second largest city, very popular for, for uh, uh, cruise ship stops. Uh, Stavanger is the fourth largest city, and Stavanger is, is what's known as the oil capital of the world. Again, it's a very popular stop for, for cruise ships. And I can't pronounce the name of the third largest city, which is something like Trondheim, so I do apologize for anyone from Norway if I've done that so badly. What I've also found very interesting about Norway is despite its very long heritage, despite its very long history, unlike, say, a country like the UK or a country like France or even countries like Spain or Germany, you know, where you have a very visible presence of its heritage in the form of kind of castles or stately homes, this kind of thing. And I'm sure there is in, in, in Norway, but it's not as visible. It's not as kind of in your face. Visiting Norway and visiting the fjords is very much about the sea. It's about the mountains. It's about the the beauty of the place. It's about nature, if you like. It's not about uh, mad, you know, charging off to visit stately homes. And I'll talk a little bit later when I talk about the kind of sightseeing there is. It, it, it's, it's very interesting. I find that quite interesting about Norway. It's, it's almost like from a cultural perspective and from a heritage perspective, you don't really see much uh, of that visibly, as, as I'm used to traveling, particularly in other European countries. So saying all that, giving you some background, hopefully that's giving you a, a sense of background for, for Norway. Let me talk a little bit about my tips. And as I said, my tip number one should be do it. I had always been very reluctant, I guess is the right way to do it, to go to the fjords. It all sounded a bit dull, a bit boring. My parents had done it. They'd loved it. And I actually had decided, I better go and find out what all this fuss is about. Because if you look at the cruise itineraries of most of the cruise lines uh, based in, in Europe, so like Cunard, Cunard uh, P&O, uh, and, and uh, um, Saga, which is, is targeted much older, uh, Fred Olsen, all these kind of European and UK-based uh, uh, cruise lines will have a very, very, very frequent uh, trips to, to Norway. So I thought, let's, let's check it out. So do it. And having been, I must say, it was amazing. It was even more beautiful, even more magnificent than I had imagined it would be. And I'll talk about, I just can't even stress enough just how fabulous it is. So that's my tip number one. Do it, do it, do it if you get the chance. Most of the cruises to the fjords will tend to be uh, a week long. And basically, if you're traveling from the UK, it's kind of a day at sea to get there. You see four places and a day to get back, roughly, is, is, is how it works. When should you go? Well, first of all, if you are going cruising, you're going to find it's pretty much in the summer months. So from about March through to about September or so, that's partly because of the weather. Uh, because it does get extremely heavy snowfalls and can be very cold up in Norway because it's so far, so, so far north. So summer is that time to go, but summer is also a great time to go because it is so far north. 
in summer, the sun sets incredibly late. And actually, if you go further north, depending how far north you go, you actually get to what's known as the midnight sun, because literally at midnight, it's still bright. It's still, you know, daylight. And so they have almost no kind of dark nights. So it's, it's, it's quite strange, even, you know, going to bed at 11 o'clock or whatever at night when we were there uh, in July time, it was still really, really light. So... It's, that's great. So you have very long days, and it's great also uh, when you're cruising through the fjords or even at sea between ports. You've got these beautiful, bright, lovely days. Now, in terms of the route, let's talk about the route. Now, obviously, you are slightly constrained by where the cruise ships go, but the secret when looking at the options is try and make sure that you're visiting as few of the large towns or cities as you can. So, you you know, like the one we were on had both Stavanger and Bergen, and many of them do have uh, Stavanger, Bergen. But try and make sure that as much of the itinerary as possible is going to smaller places, so like Garanga or Skolden or Flam or, or places like that. So make sure that you're going to see places that are not basically in the city. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, why. And that's because you're there to see the fjords. If you're going to somewhere like Stavanger, you're basically in a city. And it's kind of a wasted time. I mean, there are things to do, and I'll talk about how you can, can optimize that. But try and make sure you're going to as many places deep in the fjords as you possibly can. So let me talk a little bit about places. You know, Bergen, as I said, is the second biggest city. It used to be the capital before Oslo became the capital. If you go to Bergen, it's it's quite a pretty city. It's on the side of mountains, very sort of spread and, and, and long because you have these, it's surrounded by seven hills or mountains. So so the, the actual city kind of clings close to the sea. It's quite a pretty city. It's a very large old town, which is within walking distance of where cruise ships dock. You can go up. Uh, either Ulrika Mountain in, in the cable car, which is about a kilometer long cable car, or you can go up the Vinicula, up the Floyan Mountain, which is kind of I think the second highest mountain. So you can go up and, and, and see some, some things. You can go things like they have lots of things like cities, you have aquariums and stuff. But in Bergen, within walking distance of the cruise ship, you can go to uh, an area called Brygen, which is like the old town. There's a fish market there, very beautiful old buildings, protected buildings. Although actually Bergen, and I'll talk about more in the Bergen podcast, Bergen has a reputation of just constantly burning down over, over the years. So a lot of what you've seen has been rebuilt. But it is very, it is quite pretty for a big city. Uh, the sale in sale out is very, very nice. Um, Skolden, as I mentioned, is another very popular place. Skolden is uh, known as the oil capital of Norway, it's it's the closest to where all the oil fields are, and so it's very much driven by oil money. It's not a particularly attractive town, although they will push a lot the old town, which is fine. So if you're going to Skolden, I would strongly suggest that you don't plan to spend time in Skolden, but <clears throat> normally with a ship stock, you'll find um, uh, some boats which will go out uh, into um, uh, Leiden Set Fjord, uh, and the, the trips are about two, three hours. They will advertise very strongly. They're going to take you to the Pilgrim Rock, which is this incredibly massive big rock. Uh, and there you will see pictures of people on the top of it looking down to the fields. You go past it because to get to there, you have to drive for hours and hours and hours. It's then a two-hour walk. But you get to along the field. So if you're going to Stavanger, make sure that you get on that boat, go on the two, two-and-a-half-hour tour. It's not normally offered, as interestingly, as part of the package that cruise ships do. Most of them will be kind of drives out into the countryside. But really, in Stavanger, don't do the 
the hop on, hop on hop off bus tour get on that uh, uh, boat and what they do is when cruise ships are in town they will go much more frequently it's about a two three hour trip they start at 10 sort of 11 12 so if you've got a 5 30 or 4 30 uh, departure you'll easily have it in time clearly they know you need to be back in time so just make sure that you let, you let them know you're most likely going to go to uh, Granger down Granger Fjord it's a World Heritage Site. It's probably one of the most famous uh, sites of all. It's very beautiful. You're very far inland, uh, and it's quite a bustling town. The downside with Granger is it's very popular, so you can often have three or four cruise ships there. There's a lot to do there. And again, uh, what I would suggest is seriously think about not doing the tours that the cruise ships offer and, and think about actually what you do is you get off the ship, you not, normally have to tender in, so you, you, you can't dock in Granger, everyone tenders in, and you'll find all around the dockyard there's a very great, very super, very helpful tourist centre. You'll find a hop-on-off bus, which is excellent because it takes you to all the sites you may want to see, which are basically these very beautiful viewing uh, sites, so that, that's well, well, well worth uh, going to. Uh, or you can go on a bicycle tour where they take you to the top of the viewing area and you can cycle down but uh, or actually what is even more impressive is the rib tours and actually if you uh, search online i'll put it in, in in the post on this you search for the rib boats and tours you can get it for about i think it was about uh, 40 50 dollars if you book it through the cruise ship you're paying about a hundred dollars but what the rib boats do they go every hour they take about 15 people per boat and RIB stands for um, the kind of rigid inflatable boat. It zooms you out right down the fjord to look at all the beautiful waterfalls, which is cascade down the side. So that's definitely worth doing. But again, Garanger is amazing. So make sure you've got something like Garanger on. Skolden is another popular place. Skolden is 130 miles inland. There's only 250 people live there. They built a, a dock where a ship, a ship one ship at a time can, can dock. Uh, they basically ignore you, which is fantastic. I'm not saying in a bad way. They kind of ignore you and that they, they there's 250 people live there. It's very popular uh, for people to go uh, hiking and stuff around there. But you go to this beautiful unspoiled place. And, and it's, it's mind-boggling to think you're 130 miles inland in this place where 250 people live on a massive brick cruise ship. There's nothing to do except just enjoy the beauty. And the real beauty there is uh, to walk. You can walk. It's about, it's about a mile walk up here and get a most beautiful view and i'll talk a little bit about what else you can do there which is what a lot of people will do is they'll get on a bus which is fine and you'll go to and i'm sorry i have to look at the spelling because i it's difficult to pronounce you'll go to the Jokin de Val Bren uh, park and this is uh, a national park but 50 percent of it is covered by a glacier the Nigard Glacier, or Nigard Glacier. And that's what most people would do is, if you want to see glacier, that's the place to see it in, in Skolden. Is So either just go walking, enjoy the beautiful uh, fjord. Uh, you can swim there if you're brave enough, but just walk. Or if you do really want to see a glacier, that's the one to go and see. Because, uh, as I said, it's 50% of this national park is covered by the glacier. 
And, of course, glaciers are what created the fjords in the first place. So that's the real secret, is make sure that you get as few of the big towns and as many of the fjord-type remote places as you possibly can. And really watch that one, because you'll find a lot of the itineraries have too many of the, the, the larger places on. And don't worry about the North Sea, the, you know, the sea days, as I mentioned, they're very interesting. As I mentioned, you have the oil rigs dotted around, you pass quite a few of them, and bizarrely, there's lots of birds. And it's a great day to actually just enjoy yourself and, and relax, and it's very relaxing. So that is my third tip. Make sure that you choose somewhere that has lots of the small places. My next trip is around choosing your cruise line. Now, on my podcast on first-time uh, tips for cruises, which is uh, podcast number 59. I talk a lot about choosing your cruise line. The only reason I make the point is that a couple of things is smaller ships. So some of the lines with smaller ships can go into more out of the way places. So versus a big ship like the Queen Elizabeth or the Queen Mary two or something like that, or the brilliance of the seas. If you go on a smaller ship, you can actually, it's going to give you more options of going more remote places. So that's something to think of. The other thing that's important is one of the things that's which is very clear is cruising to the fjords does have an older profile. So you'll find certain cruise lines like Cunard or something like that will, will, will have quite an old profile. We did see like uh, brilliance of the sea, for example, which clearly had a much younger, more family approach. So just think about that as you choose, you know, you may, you may assume that the people on the cruise will be older than perhaps uh, normal. My next tip uh, is definitely around taking a good camera and video camera the place is amazing the place is stunning and you just need to take loads of pictures video and i mean i took something like 500 photographs when i was there i mean thank goodness for digital um and you can see this on my uh, uh the blog or on my on my Flickr uh, account which again you just search for tips for travelers but it's just so beautiful and you'll just want to take you know, so make take zillions of pictures and videos. So make sure that you've got a good camera. You know, I wouldn't normally pull out as a specific tip taking a good camera, but this one is an absolute must. My next tip is around tours. I've already mentioned tours a little bit. Many of the tours that you'll see in the cruise itineraries involve sitting on a bus and driving around looking at the scenery. So, so I would generally advise you to ignore this, unless perhaps you know that mobile and 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 sitting on a bus is is a really good option. Visiting Norway and visiting the fjords is about the scenery. I've already mentioned there's not a lot of heritage to see. It's about the scenery and it's about the sea and it's about water. So really focus on those things. Now, obviously, the cruise lines try and encourage you to book tours. This is one place I would almost encourage you to avoid that and think about doing it yourself, either by just getting off the ship and walking because you're in these little villages. It's very clear where you've got to go. Uh, or, you know, go on one of the boat trips or kayaking on the fjord. But also what you'll find is when you get off the ship, most of these places have uh, tourist bureaus at hand or things you can do. So like a Granger, you get off and you've got the tourist office and you've got people advertising, you know, uh, trips to the mountain. You've got uh, hop on, hop off bus. You've got kayak, you know, everything. And it's much cheaper. Uh, so I'd strongly encourage you to seriously think about whether you should go on on a tour you know it may be for example we went on to uh, in bergen to the cable car because it was quite far away and it just would be much easier to do again we realized there's a hop on off bus it would have taken us there it would have been half the price and and much easier 
Most of these places, certainly the bigger places, do have the hop-on, hop-off buses. They're always at the cruise terminal. They take you right to the high vantage points, and they're very good value for money. They know how to work, you know, the cruise industry. Taxis are very expensive. They're very limited. So it's it's either bus or walking. So, but seriously, unlike many other places, I would seriously think about just doing your own thing. The next tip I've got is around currency cost and shopping. I've already mentioned that Norway is not part of the EU. They don't have the euro. They have their own currency, which is the Norwegian krona, which is about 10 kroners to the pound. So that's what about six, five, six to the US dollar. But Norway is unbelievably expensive. It is unbelievably expensive. Everything is so, so, so expensive. Savanga, for example, is known as one of the most expensive places in the world to live. You know, the souvenirs are cost a fortune. They're a little bit disappointing. I mean, they're, they're, they're more mass-produced. You don't see a lot of local crafts, unfortunately. But you see lots of kind of Norway hats and slippers, glass domes, trolls, which are a big part of the sort of mythology. So you see loads of shops with trolls. There's lots, see lots of souvenir shops, but it, things are very expensive. Even having a coffee is very expensive. So it's not a place to really think about shopping. Uh, the other thing to note, if you are shopping, it, 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 all the shops are closed on a Sunday. In a lot of these smaller places, they're also closed on a Saturday. So if you are planning to do shopping for any reason, bear in mind, obviously the tourist, you know, um, uh, curio shops and stuff will be open. But it is largely closed on a Sunday and, and a lot of places on a Saturday. But it's not a place to, for, for shopping, really. My last tip is about internet access. You know, those of you who uh, need to stay connected, I'm one that's very guilty. You'll find that internet access on chips is always expensive. It's always not great, but it's even more so in the fjords. It's very intermittent because you're, you know, you know, you're down on a fjord, hundreds of miles, you know, hundred miles inland with big mountains around you. So it's very intermittent. It's very slow. Now the secret is follow the crew. And see where they go. Because these places are very small that you stop off. They are pretty small. So what we found is, oh my goodness, there's a whole lot of crew sitting outside the Burger King in Savanga. Or sitting outside the uh, the sort of hikers shop slash community center in Skolden. And what we realized is that they, they know where all the fast and free Wi-Fi access is. So if you are obsessed, you know, follow the crew. Look where you see huddles of crew. But what's generally we found in Norway is you'll find always find places that are free. So, for example, the Burger King and, if, and a lot of places around where ship stock in Stavanger, they had free Wi-Fi. Or you'll find in some of the smaller places like the community centers, like in Skolden, it cost one pound to basically buy incredibly fast Internet access. But follow the crew or ask the crew and they will tell you the best place to go. But if you're hoping to use Internet a lot on ship, you'll find it not great. In fact, you'll be pleased when you're back out at Open Sea because you'll suddenly love the... Uh, the, the internet access, uh, which is saying qu- quite saying something when you're, when you're on a ship. So that's a real summary, a real uh, jog through cruising. Let me go through my tips. If you plan to go cruising, number one, absolutely do it. Secondly, go in summer. You have really long days. Uh, try and go in the middle of summer. It, it, it's really quite special. Choose a route that has as few big towns like Bergen, Svanger on and, and really has the small towns on. Be careful about which cruise line you choose. Think about smaller ships. You may find that they have the right itinerary. Make sure you've got a damn good camera or a damn good video camera. You will just love it. Tours, as I said, many of them are about sitting on the buses, looking at the scenery. So really 
I would do much more of your own. The towns are ready for you. They're used to the cruise industry. They're used to people arriving. There's lots of things to do. And it's much, much cheaper. In terms of shopping, it's not the place to go shopping. Uh, it's close on Sundays, but it is very expensive. Don't forget that if you've got kroners, you're going to have to uh, be careful just how many you get because you may be left with lots of kroners afterwards. You can only use them in Norway. And the last one, which is maybe a bit frivolous, but these days is incredibly important for sharing what you're doing, internet access. Uh, it's intermittent, it's slow, so follow the crew when you're stopped. So that's my tips for time-pressed travellers, or any travellers hopefully, planning to go to the fjords in Norway. I hope you found that helpful. Don't forget to have a whole bunch of other podcasts about cruising, cruising the Caribbean, which is podcast 66 and 67, First Time Cruiser Tips, podcast 59, and on uh, QNR specifically, I have one about uh, two about the transatlantic crossings, one about transatlantic crossing on the Queen Mary 2, which is podcast number 45, transatlantic crossing on the good old uh, now retired Queen Elizabeth II, on, uh, which is podcast number five, actually. And uh, those of you who also just love cruise ships, I have uh, a podcast about the Queen Mary itself, the original Queen Mary, which is in Long Beach, which is podcast number eight. Sorry, this podcast has been quite a long one this time. So much to say. I uh, hope you have happy travels. And as I said, in future podcasts, I'll spend much more time talking about places like Bergen, Garanger, Skolden, Zvanga, and more. So until then, happy, happy travels. If you get a chance when you're next on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you rated and left a comment. Until then, happy, happy traveling. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. A new destination with first-hand based advice, recommendations and tips is added each month. If you subscribe to the podcast, thanks for your support. If you don't, you may want to consider subscribing by searching Tips for Travellers or Gary Beveridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. You can then subscribe to the Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination audio podcast or the video podcast with hotel rooms and attractions. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com where travellers is spelled the UK way with two L's or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk.